Let me tell you about snipers, uh, Brogan. Go on, the most uh, sophisticated uh, class. <laughs> Some something like that, yeah. Um, well, it's a lot of skill. Yes, indeed. Uh, the sniper class will be, uh, by and large, will be fucking useless in most shooters. Yes, because, like you said, it's a it's a class with like a like a bottleneck where everything in the bottle is <laughs> I don't know if that's how the metaphor works, in the bottle is <laughs> useless and then couple will gush out of the bottle <laughs> those will be the top I don't know 10% and those will absolutely slaughter and and carry but everything in that stays in the bottle like a fizzled out soda <laughs> will be Totally, totally useless and a burden, and basically um, you will have to carry them. Um, and a game that uh, illustrates that pretty well uh, is Splatoon 2, which uh, I've been playing a lot recently. <laughs> because, because when you look at a game and go, oh, I need to paint as much as possible, the point of the entire game is to cover territory and paint, so I need a single shot sniper to just shoot at targets sounds like a perfect strategy well uh you know how in like in, in a shooter you know the sniper will just take shots and then you know maybe you know divert some attention away and like you know even if they're not hitting anything uh, not hitting any uh any headshots um or hitting anything to begin with then um at least the other, the enemy team will have like shots flying around their heads and be like, oh, what? Got to dodge, shoo! It's and like a mental the, placebo. They'll hear the shots flying by their digital ears, uh, but uh, the surround sound of a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> but um, in Splatoon, you're doubly useless because the sniper class is the worst at painting. Um, because it just you know it's not the uh, it's not the class it's not the it's not the class of course it's like weapons you know you the the class goes by just what weapon you use because that has a specific loadout tied to it but the sniper is not meant for painting um, since it's just you know shoots like a um, a line of paint and you have to charge it up and you can do like little like squirts of paint but they amount to far uh, less than just other other uh, guns and uh, loadouts. Uh, which are, um, yeah, which just paint much, much more efficiently. So not for painting, it is for holding chokes, you know, and and, and killing people. Something that it's is absolutely not the focus of the game. But of course, if you're uh, if you have a sniper that is controlling uh, a choke point on a map, and it's just um, you know k killing people left and right there, then obviously that helps a lot. That costs enemies a lot of time. That you know they're down in, in, in fights and you that is you're helping like that but um, again 10% of snipers are actually good <laughs> and uh, all the others when I see a sniper in my team it's always like oh, well this this game's this game's gone basically and sure enough every single time it's like you get like a sniper at the end there with like three for those that play Splatoon, this will mean something like 200, 300 points of painting, which is nothing basically, and like one kill or whatever, which is also nothing. Um, and that's just, that's just, that just sucks. Uh, any day I, mean, I would play against a team with a sniper. I would... <laughs> this, this is a huge condemnation. I will say, in defensive snipers, um, I think they're more useful in scenarios. Uh, where there's less uh, objective-based things. I think Splatoon is a clear example of why a sniper is just like a, a sort of ill-conceived class for that objective thing. You can see it more in like, and it's still bad in like Team Fortress 2 or Overwatch, where there's a cost-benefit analysis because of the, the lower rate of activity and sort of map control or whatever. You really need to be okay, like... I'm basically down a teammate, but that teammate needs to make sure he is or they are, you know, sort of contributing equal to or more than. And if you're a mediocre sniper, um, a lot of that's based on 
skill being able to get headshots or what have you. So yeah, it, it may just be an absolute waste and you make everyone miserable. And that's why in yeah. Team Fortress 2, I play Pyro and I just mm-hmm. try to sneak up on them and just murder them with my flames. That's just yeah. to do it. Yeah, that sounds much more fun uh, to, for one and then also much more useful. No, but, uh, you know, if a sniper... It, the, the problem is not that the... It, you can't make a sniper work in Splatoon. It's just that um, people. Uh, it's just that the, the you know everyone can by having a sniper. M- many people that will just absolutely uh, not contribute on a sniper will be able to play it. Uh, that's the. It's just the issue that so so many people will just pick it and then uh, do horribly with it. Um, but um, you know, in theory, if it's a, if you can make it work, then. You know, it, it is a sound addition. It's just that, oof, every time you're on a team with with a sniper, it's like, just where's the resign button? Like, it's like, <laughs> it, you have to work so much to 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 equalize to to like make up for the for the. It's basically a three v four, like most of the times. Like, it's really. Uh, it's, I've played, been playing a lot again uh, lately, and it's just the amount of good snipers I encounter is really. Uh, it's, it's definitely in, I said ten percent, but it's it's way lower than that. Uh, maybe in the high, maybe in the high ranks. Uh, You're being generous. Maybe in the high rank play, it is it is better. Uh, maybe there it's like a more conscious decision when people pick it. Speaking of which, I wanted to talk quickly about. I mean, the game is fantastic. It's a great evolu- like a great sort of you know sequel, new story mode and stuff. A lot of more maps, a lot of new ideas, um, like a horde mode and etc. It's um, shame that, that not all of the maps from one are in there because I know I've really played a lot of one and I, I, uh, you know I miss some of the maps there. Um, especially, I forget the name. I think Salt Spray Rig is the name. It was the map of the first uh, test fire of the, the the first live multiplayer demo or like that went on for like a weekend, uh, which I also was totally hooked on. Um, the first map that we got there uh, is is unfortunately not in, which is unfo- which yeah is, is unfortunate. The one from the second test fire, from the first game, uh, is in, so that's good. It's, I think it's, it's that's the skate park, but um, yeah, it's a bit unfortunate because I would consider that like the classic map because that's what everyone that was the first thing that everyone the, the first bit of Splatoon that everyone played. Uh, the iconic map, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I think. Um, I think there's, they have like this obsession, of course, with Platoon, right? That it's like this bespoke sort of cohesive experience and that it's all like, you know, they commit to the thing that, not Ka- in this one, not Kali and Mary, but uh, Marina and whatever the other annoying uh, lady is. Uh, they, you know, when you start up the game, they introduce all the current maps that are in the rotation at the moment like talk about it and stuff and you just you know press the a button through it and stuff it's all supposed to be like part of the the thing and like splat fats are fests are part of this you know like are like city festivals and, and like, like this are these concerts of these of these uh djs and stuff it's like it's all very that's kind of the main that's the strength that's a huge strength of, of it but then they kind of commit to it maybe a little too much where obviously you get like for the different map modes you get like fixed maps right that last like two hours. It's always like two maps each for, for each mode that are currently in effect for each mode. Um, and then also, I don't like that the that the that it's four modes and you can't you like three of them are like ranked and like one is the normal splat battle where you like where it's just about painting and you know killing and painting, but ultimately painting. That's what counts at the end. And it's unfortunate that that mode doesn't have a ranked um, variant, uh, which you know there's nothing that is like a, there's nothing standing in the way of that ha- being a thing. Just yeah, that's just how they they did like they did it. It's like you know it's a very tailored thing, which in general these days especially I'm so in favor of that games should do more. It's just a tailored, you know, clear vision. Um, as opposed to like the constantly evolving and monetized games as a service, which we've talked about a lot before in the show, um, but you know there is a middle path here. I think between 
um, between vision and and some flexibility. And I think that's uh, something they should keep in mind for uh, Splatoon three whenever that whenever that happens. Is there a uh, is there a game type that is clearly uh, like how is the activity now in twenty twenty one for Splatoon two? Is it still thriving, or is there like specifically a mode that's like clearly more populated than the others? I haven't had any issues, uh, like with ma- with finding finding people. Like really, also like you know, uh, obviously play play you know, getting matched with like local people. Uh, like I assume it does like you know Germany, and then it widens the scope if it doesn't find anyone. But uh, <clears throat> I've always been getting full matches like really quickly. And stuff. I know Cal has had some some issues sometimes, but to be honest, it's, it surprises me. I wonder if it's maybe something with the connection or something, with this NAT or whatever. Like, one, I've wondered that a couple times. Wondered that a couple times, but um, uh, no, it's really uh, it's very populated. Uh, I would say, yeah, no. I mean, I mean, it's 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 the only thing of its kind. So, and that's and it's the current thing that's easy to. Uh, like you can only play but you can only play Splatoon and Splatoon Two. Those are the only <laughs> two games that are anything like that. Um, so yeah, uh, and uh, I you may be playing there. innovative uh, games that reinvent entire genres and question how teamwork goes <laughs> and all that. But uh, I myself, yeah. I play uh, games that are basically the same as. Games made like fucking forty years ago. <laughs> sure, that's being, I mean, that's being a little too harsh. But uh, I no, played I mean, Cyber Shadow true. recently. It's not true. Yeah, you've played Cyber Shadow. By the way, we should say skipped over our usual introduction after the first uh, first topic here. I always try to hunt for segues. Oh yeah. no, I, I I got it. I, that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. But yeah, I'm Pavlos. This is Brogan, and uh, this is the Daydream Cast coming at you. Once again, live, <laughs> maybe not actually live, but live from uh, your uh, headphones. And uh, yeah, Bro played a 2021 game that might as well have been a 1991 game. Not yeah, really. Basically. But not really. I mean, it's always. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's a thing to talk about. But um, to go into it, uh, Cyber, Cyber Shadow. Shadow. Yeah. is by one man i don't have his name off the top of my head but it was published by yacht club games the guys that did shovel knight um mm-hmm. and by one, by one man you say um i mean i don't know if he did like the music or whatever sometimes yeah they outsource the music mm-hmm. yeah sometimes that's possible but but largely speaking yeah it's by one it's a one person dev team yeah. And um and in that scenario it's really impressive and for a Ninja Gaiden ripoff. And when I say yeah. ripoff there's more to it than that, but mechanically yeah. speaking it is very Ninja Gaiden. You play as a ninja, you have the same sort of slash, you have the same sort of movement options, although how you access those movement options is definitely curious. But um largely speaking, yeah, it's it's a big old homage game. Uh people would be familiar with uh, a similar type of game called the messenger came out i think two years ago yeah um and uh cyber shadow is way way better (laughs) awesome yeah that's good to hear um Um, i think i think when you talk about like could this have been made in 1990 clearly not uh ignoring mm -hmm. aesthetics where it's like even if you try to imitate nes stuff there's clearly things the nes couldn't do but also Mm -hmm. like there are modern uh, game design principles applied to these that either are satisfying or not satisfying. Messenger, yeah. in particular, had a lot of modern game design that was off-putting in yeah. uh, major ways. Did you play either of these? No, no. Uh, I mean, I know about the messenger. What the deal is with the messenger? I know everyone likes the first half and then hates the second but uh i mean even i have problems with the first half i think one of the major mm-hmm. things i didn't like about the messenger was its humor it tried to be very self-referential it tried to be mm-hmm. very not meme but it was very like tongue-in-cheek in a bad way to where yeah, okay. um it, it would it would annoy me and you know it's that sort of like indie sense of humor 
um, that sometimes sure. doesn't pay off. Whereas Cyber Shadow, like plot wise and story wise, is very cliche, very like typical. But also, it never it never is too heavy, and it's never too uh, it never takes you out at any point. It's just there, and it's satisfactory, which is all it needs to be. Um, and then when we talk about um, game design itself, yeah, the second half of the Messenger. Uh, starts to apply Metroidvania-esque and um, alternative graphic principles to it. Basically, you go mm -hmm. forward in time in the messenger halfway, and um, yeah. it sort of opens up the area and changes the uh, game aesthetic, and you can swap back and forth. But there's a lot of backtracking, and there's a lot of map design that wasn't meant for that sort of thing. Um, Cyber Shadow is a much more simple there's 10 fucking levels play these 10 levels um, it's a very short game for instance yeah. and it's just okay. something you can breeze through you know sure sure yeah. um, um, I, what I want to ask like uh, what is the what, what is sort of what, what, does, what does it add to Ninja Gaiden um, you said there's some differences um I think it goes into progression. I don't know necessarily... Well, okay, there's a... Um, when you do... The checkpoint system's a little like bonfires or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like There's little checkpoints you make and then you sort of invest money into those specific checkpoints and those money either refill your health, uh, refill your, uh, your magic meter or whatever, and then mm -hmm. uh, give you a, a supporting assistant power. Mm -hmm. um, and, and those sort of things require you to be aware of your currency at the time and mm -hmm. um basically you can't spend all of your currency at every checkpoint or else you will be very very low on funds to be able to afford things especially like uh -huh. right before a boss battle where it may not be easy to grind so you have to be very aware of necessarily what you're investing in and then when we get out of that um those side um those side powers are actually really fun to use and uh, very useful in the gameplay. There's sort of like a yo-yo uh, rotator power that allows yeah. you to go bounce back and forth. Um, and then when you unlock abilities, some of the abilities you could have probably unlocked in Ninja Gaiden or the Messenger way beforehand. Messenger starts with a double jump, for instance, very, yeah. very early on. Whereas a lot of the um, mobility and external options are unlocked in a way that doesn't feel cheap or anything and sort of allows the game to further flesh out like uh the right. boost the the boost option you unlock about halfway through and it's actually liberating in a good way like you you sort of gain an understanding of how fast he moved before and you can see just how much it adds to your experience once it's given to you it feels like a legitimate progression and that's very satisfying and some yeah, of the nice. bosses are very creative, like Mecha Dragon. I think Mecha Dragon is probably the best boss, and it definitely uh, is early, earlier on than you would have liked. But like stuff like mm -hmm. that's pretty fun, and I would recommend it to anybody. It's on Game Pass, so you don't have to spend any money that you're not already spending. So I would recommend right. it to anyone. Cool. Uh, I mean, uh, there's so many. Like I was trying to while you were talking. Also, I was, I'm sorry. I was, uh, What's that? No, why? Uh, uh, no, no, I was thinking about... Um, no, while you're talking, I want to say I was thinking about similar games, like, uh, you know, because it feels like, of course, that, uh, that the market is inundated with these, um, you know, let's, you know, retro throwbacks, which I would always argue are obviously not... Uh, still, you know, there's still the, the difference there to the time difference there to the... To the um, of the games that they're paying homage to uh that it's felt it's not it's never like um you know it's never like uh this could have this could have been a uh like even if it even if it sets it sets some restrictions you know uh on its like itself and set, saying like you know it's not gonna do more than um do more do more than it it can do uh like it's deliberately like sort of uh tries to be tries to be faithful there uh even then that you can't um uh you can't um sort of uh deny the um design uh you know the change in design in game design since then and that will always speak um 
through like or come come through basically and uh um so anyway uh i agree with and, that and yeah and, yeah and in terms of like i go back and forth on it a lot like how how mm. shallow is uh the sort of uh idea to go back to that sort of thing i like that aesthetic i don't mm -hmm. even think of it in a nostalgic sense i just see yeah. like the practical application of these things and i definitely think like some titles can be lazy in it or can sort of oh, yeah. just sort of market itself only on that um but i think yeah you can't really stand alone on that because game modern game design principles affect it and mm -hmm. and I guess something with like Cyber Shadow. I think Cyber Shadow is a good way to say it. it's like, did they probably use the 8-bit uh, aesthetic to help market it? Yes. But I think when you look at it, it's clearly more than that. And then when you play it, you definitely feel a sort of nice marriage between the two that feels satisfactory. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the... So there's so many of these, but whenever you're trying to come up with them, it's tough. The, uh, the mediocre ones blur together. I'm, I'm sure know, you could do just... Do you know like... um, Onikin and uh, the other th the other one by those? Uh, yeah, let's, you're going to hear some clicking here. We're going to just uh, do some... Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Or Odalis. Yeah, those. Odalis, yeah, yeah. Those, are, yeah, yeah, those yeah. Are, I, I thought were pretty good. And you know what wasn't good? Blazing Chrome, which was like a uh, yes. Contra uh, thing. And what I hear is supposed to be really good, and this is the thing that I'm find, uh, trying to uh, to find here, and I will find it. Don't worry. Uh, it it seems it's 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 supposed to be like really really good, but uh, it's like um it's basically it reminded me a bit like of like uh, Panzer Paladin. That's it. Uh, oh, yeah, that that one is like that's very high on my on my list. That is supposed to be really uh really awesome. Um, that one looks great. I, I can only speak for Odalis. I particularly liked Odalis. I don't think it was innovative. Yeah. I think no. even Cyber Shadow is probably better than Odalis. But Odalis was sure. also very like satisfying um, in yeah, a good yeah. way. I think in a way, um, and we can we can, there's like countless of these for in the beat 'em up space, uh, in the side scrolling beat 'em up space, uh, for example, and, and like so so many. But um, I think in a way. What these do is sort of put, and I think that's where they kind of put the, um, in a, in a way like the I don't know, they challenge sort of uh, this expectation to be like you know you see a new game like oh what's what's the easy the the, the easily pitchable uh, innovation here like what's the you know what's that's a big what's the big deal here what's the thing and like the, I think these the, these games sort of put the focus back on like this is a a sort of an essential an elemental if you will an elemental genre of, of, of video game that this is doing and the focus is fully back on like all of these like usually they kind of pretty much nail the look like it's like like or like let's say even even out of the ones that nail the look where you can't really complain about the aesthetic being um sort of uh, uh, like whether it's like a one-to-one -one, um, uh, uh, recreation or a let's say it's you know in, a sp in the spirit of but it feels like it's uh, faithful um, uh, either or the um, the quality will always show itself in actually playing it in how it feels how it controls and the level design like it, it puts kind of the focus back on these very like uh very elementary qualities of of game design in a way you know what i mean to differentiate because otherwise you couldn't like you know it's, uh, that's yeah, the yeah, only uh way yeah. to, to make a statement on them well i mean to put it in another sense like i think I think there's a lot of what you're saying, and I think you, what you're saying is like I would say eighty percent true. There's a twenty percent that like informs it that goes into like okay, for example, Castlevania hasn't made like Konami hasn't made a two D Castlevania game in a long time. So then it sort of allows independent developers to explore that genre more, for instance, right? Mm -hmm. So so then they sort of elaborate on what a two D classic Vania is and sort of 
they, it's what you said, they sort of iterate on it and they sort of go, this is an entire genre in itself. They could technically sell it to a certain extent and, you know, people would be like, oh my God, there's a new, you know, there's a new game that plays like what we are used to, but there's an extent of it that's not, at a certain point in time, you can just be able to play it and then through word of mouth or other critical eye, be like, this isn't worth it. Um, you still have to be able to stand the test of time or the test of design. And um, that's what's required of you. Um, and you yeah. can think of countless examples of like failures in that. Um, just recently, I wasn't expecting to uh, talk about this, but like when you talk about like Castlevania and you talk about like Curse of the Moon or right. Bloodstained titles, uh, Bloodstained yeah. came out with a classic mode recently, which is not Curse of the Moon the curse of the moon tiles which oh, are mm-hmm. eight eight bit titles no instead it's literally just a 2.5d um quote unquote classic mode um and you can wow. when you when you play that you can tell how shallow it feels okay. you, um it feels very very mediocre in a bad way right. um in, instead of utilizing any design like any modern design principles or sort of informing anything like mm-hmm. the curse of the moon games do the bloodstained classic mode is just sort of like let's slap everything on there make things slightly different than the typical castlevania stage but you can recognize what stage it is and call it a day and it's and it's very lacking well to be fair yeah assume that's come assume that's a kickstarter goal they had to uh... it was a kickstarter goal. i'm not being yeah. mean to it technically you're not paying for that it's just an yeah. easy example that my mind comes to sure sure again kickstarter goals <laughs> making developers do things they they don't want to uh, running theme in this cast obviously it's their own fault but uh yeah um but um yeah no for sure uh, i mean again blazing chrome was really disappointing but I mean, between all the Contra, Castlevania, Mega Man, beat 'em up likes, like there's you know there's a lot there, and also a lot of really quality stuff. Uh, of course, um, Yacht Club Games, uh, you know, did Shovel Knight themselves and publish now published this, and uh, but yeah, Shovel Knight is I mean also I would say a stellar example, and uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, there was one one game that you also we moved from last week uh, to this one not last episode to this one um which is at first i thought this was closer to what we were talking about uh than it is but then i looked it up, up and then it's like oh, okay no i mean it, i mean a little bit there are some major differences it's not necessarily like a retro thing I, it, it's got a little bit of a retro aesthetic more but mm-hmm. like Gameplay wise, it's much more of a typical um, right. independent fair. It plays a lot like a Hotline Miami with with some like rewind elements to it, some slow down elements to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, the point I was going to make. It's Katana Zero. I'm sorry, I should have said that. Um, <laughs> the the point I was going to make with it last time, and I, I'll say it this time was. I was very skeptical and cynical looking at it because when I looked at the um, when I looked at like what the game offered and what the game was, I yeah. I felt like the mechanics were very shallow, um, okay. and I was like not very impressed by them. But as I played, um, my expectations were a little like changed. Um, I don't think they necessarily do anything groundbreaking, but um, I guess. Katana Zero for me was just a lesson that you could still apply uh, cliches and still make them uh, useful. I would I would still recommend people to try the game and play it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's nothing you've never heard before, it's still a very... It's, it's a smart experience and there are times where it will still play into the mechanics in a way that you didn't expect... And it's still welcome. Basically, it was a warning to not judge a book by its cover, which I still fall under sometimes. Which proves again what I said earlier, that that's what these games exactly do. Though, to be fair, Katana Zero, again, doesn't quite fall fall into that (laughs) mold. But but it does fit uh, your statement, yeah. Yeah. Uh, It all ultimately, you know, the, the... but the proof is in the pudding, as they say. It's like yeah, um, you it's it's you know you, you won't see it from like afar. It's uh, well, but once you play it, it will be become entirely apparent. Uh, 
you know that uh, and and you you will be able to differentiate them the the, the good from the bad but uh, uh interestingly enough uh thinking about it now uh this conversation really fits this week because our game of the week is also uh kind of a uh, uh <laughs> sort of you know let's say derivative on the surface say uh, that yeah <laughs> yeah uh but <laughs> get to that in a bit <laughs> i want to um actually uh i guess my game here that we're going to talk about you could also write off as uh, also let's i'm 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 abolishing the clicking it's uh we've done our we've done our, our clicking i think for today so <laughs> um so uh yeah deep rock um galactic is the game and uh, this is i currently have game pass uh, for a couple months uh and so uh you know i found some i have some friends who played this on steam and uh, they've been willing to just download it on uh windows and i'm playing on my xbox and uh uh, Deep Rock Galactic is, um, I mean, it's been out of early access. They they do like constant updates to it. It's a cooperative mining game uh, where you play like four like really at like, you know, it's like if you're in a company, big company of like um, dwarves, like real like fantasy dwarves. Uh, I'm not being uh, politically incorrect. It's like the fantasy the fantasy variety, uh, and the uh, they you know it's it's like it's like it's like if you were full four of the seven dwarfs and also you sweared a lot and were like really mean and also we're working for a, a company that is like hyper capitalist and also you even though you complain sometimes about the company you are totally in on the mining thing like you're you don't you're not uh, at all uh, sort of um you know you're not, the, the, I'm, I'm talking about the characters that you play the, the dwarfs themselves aren't, aren't at all like wary or like critical <laughs> they're like all in like yeah let's mine let's go it's like oh, with, the, with the british accents as well they're sort of like a positive blue collar proletariat they're like a, yeah man i love to mine it's hard work <laughs> but i love it something like that yeah. i don't know something like that yeah and like the 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 um guy from like from from management or whatever the guy you get through the uh radio uh while you're on the miss on a mission like he's like you know, it's pretty clear that he's like, you're, you're expendable, <laughs> you know, if you die there, down there, that's, oh, well, you know, <laughs> uh, we're gonna send the next ones, uh, no problem, uh, and so, and even then, these, these dwarves are like, damn, let's, uh, let's make some money here for, for the company, <laughs> and um, so it is, it is kind of this, uh, this is kind of the game, I don't know why Helldivers comes to mind. I don't know if you remember Helldivers. I, I, I played Helldivers, yes. Yeah, it's like this thing, you know, play, it's, main, it's made for cooperative, uh, playing uh, playing cooperatively, but there's options for to play alone, but it doesn't really make sense. And uh, there's different Also reminds classes. me of Alien Swarm, maybe? Did you play that one? Mm, you mean old Alien Swarm, or...? Uh, it's just like a four-player, like... I'm trying to understand this because I've no, I know nothing yeah. about this game. Okay, so I'll talk about the basic um, the basic gameplay. It's first person. You drop. You, there's different mission types. Let's say the basic one of the basic ones is like you need this specific mineral, right? And so you drop in there. You have four different classes, and you can also double up. You don't have to like. It's not like you know. You don't have to have like one of each. You can just. Uh, you can also play with two or three people, uh, anyway, and uh, um, and you can you can double the classes and um, you you go in. You have to. Uh, there's different stuff you can collect. Uh, there's bugs, underground bugs that will constantly like attack you. Not constantly, but like in waves, basically. But the waves are triggered at certain spots. It's not like there's a timer or anything. Um, and you have to uh, get those minerals, stash them in a little robot that um, goes with like what keeps walking around with you and uh, then make it back to the um to the extraction ship or the extraction pod or whatever and um it's it's very dark down there you have to constantly keep lights up by, with flares you have to dig uh yeah and, and shoot the enemies um there's different different classes for example one class is the driller class it has like drills and you can drill re like quite a bit and has and has a flamethrower which is good for like crowd control um everyone has like different a different grenade as well uh 
and um, and stuff like that. And for example, I play a scout, which has an assault rifle as a main weapon, a um, shotgun as a secondary, and then um, the cool thing with for mine is I have a flare gun, which shoots like these flares that are make that last quite a long time and like make just entire areas really bright, uh, like help with lighting quite a bit. And then also I have a grappling hook, which is fantastic. Like you can grapple, uh, you know, you can grapple anywhere. It you can even grapple downwards to the ground because la because fall damage is a big thing. You can even travel from a big from a big height. You can just grapple the ground. And it actually uh, slows you down at the end, so you don't you don't take damage from the grapple. And I really love that. Uh, others have one can like create platforms. Another class can create zip lines, which are not quite as good as the grappling hook, obviously, which you can just use freely. Um, but as opposed to the grappling hook, you can mine stuff while hanging on the zip line and shoot stuff while hanging on the zip line. Obviously, from a grappling hook, you will just grapple somewhere you you can hang there for as long as you want but you can't mine while also hanging from there so it's not a solution for like mining stuff that's like high up on some stalactite or whatever hanging from some stalactite or the ceiling or whatever so different uses all all like i'm really glad when i have like i like my scout but i'm really glad when i have like a driller there i have like a um i forget the names of the others but uh a gunner, of course. A gunner is like combat focus, as the name says. It's like a rat, Gatling gun and stuff. Um, so uh, it's that's really cool. It uh, what I haven't mentioned even yet is like the it's voxel based, so it looks uh, awesome. It like it runs really well on Xbox One X, which is where I'm playing, and uh, but it look has this really cool look. And like the minerals and stuff, like it's very, uh, it makes a lot of sense. It's like, yeah, this polygonal voxel look, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, you, you go back to the hub, which is where you like select missions. That's why comparison with like, um, Helldivers, I guess you select like a mission. You can like, from the resources you collect, you, you know, you upgrade your weapons, you unlock perks, you can buy cosmetics, uh, with ingame currency. Uh, you can, um, you can drink something a la Monster Hunter, which can increase, uh, a stat for a mission. If you drink too much, you get drunk and pass out. Uh, um, you know, stuff like that, uh, it's done in the hub. Um, and it's just really smooth. Like, um, we're playing, you know, it has crossplay between Xbox and the Windows version, which are both on Game Pass. And um, also, you can just have the game open. People will just join. And so far, the, even the experience with, like, randos filling up the empty slots has been really good. Uh, um, and, and yeah, they've, they've been supporting the game. It's really cool. I've been trying to get some people from <laughs> from uh, from Dream Geeks to play it, but so far... Might, you might be able to get me... Um... I just need the appropriate time. I was going to play some other Xbox Game Pass games. Next mm -hmm. time around, you'll probably hear me talk about The Medium, which mm, is yeah. uh, which caught my eye, which is some sort of spooky split-screen game. I'm like, yeah. ooh. So, like, I'll probably play that with you if you can get to it, or if you can get me to do it, and then I'll play that. So, thank God yeah. for Game Pass, right? It's, it is awesome. But, uh, yeah, so big, big recommend for Deep Drop deep rock galactic which is a yeah if you want something cooperative with your friends also i mean it's also like a really good podcast thing uh you know keep mining there's different mission types which are actually like you know there's some which are comparable but there's also a lot that are like very different i, I mentioned my one of my favorites is you have like this drill station and you have to uh connect it to like three smaller stations and so you have to put down pipes to them connect them to three these three like smaller drill, drills or whatever and uh, the pipes that you build the pipelines to them you can grind on them and while you're grinding on them back and forth if you want you can uh, you can shoot enemies so and you can just you know go on the on the pipeline and, like grind it uh, back and forth and uh, I mean you can imagine combine combine that with like my like grappling hook for example uh, it's all of a sudden you're like super mobile, which is really um, surprising. In, in Sounds a like a game that. that incorporates a lot of synergy, both between team and mission design. Yeah, right, right. Like, um, no, for sure, right. Like a certain, it's it's good to, like for, if you want like, um, um, 
something that where you want for example the driller here's the thing one of the most challenging aspects of the thing could sometimes be annoying when you fail it after you've done the entire mission because you know level, missions can go for for a while um you have to go back to the escape pod right so you have to go all the way back to where you came from and the map is pretty deliberately i would say obtuse like it helps but it's it's like the sonogram of the cave, so to speak, and it's like, it is kind of clumsy, and I wish it was a bit less clumsy, but uh, anyway. Um, and so, you know, you can make your way just back and follow the robot, which has which has stored your minerals that you dug uh, and that you mined. Um, and it will, like, leave signposts back to the thing while it goes there automatically. But also, your driller has, like, the, um, you know, the port, the marker, to the ship on on a screen like you all do but the driller can't if they want they can just drill a straight tunnel <laughs> for like through the entire like just through the cave if they want uh, back there <laughs> like that's a totally legitimate way to sort of brute force a way back uh, with the driller for example because just with your pickaxe it will be probably too slow but the driller can easily can easily do it and that that stuff is really really cool but in meanwhile, I'm just following the robot because the robot can is going through some holes and back to through some crevices and stuff that are will be a bit tough for the others to get to. But I mean, I have my grappling hook, of course, so I have a pretty easy time following the robot back. But for everyone else, you get like have like a driller and stuff and a lot of different really cool options. And they don't mess around with difficulty either. Uh, so we've been playing mostly on medium, but we had to knock it down to easy sometimes for. You can just select it per mission if you you just get more rewards uh for higher for higher difficulties doing it on higher, higher difficulty it's um, a good system yeah yeah and you just you're redoing these missions not the exact missions but like these mission times over and over anyway um there's again there's a really decent number of them i have to say it's not it doesn't feel too repetitive and it's it's kind of a game of like the the thing that you do is fun it's fun to do it with friends it it's sort of um the numbers go up, which is always, you know, that's... He looks like numbers going up. 2021, <laughs> the numbers go up. Um, actually, it's not many numbers, but you do, you know, you, do, you unlock perks at a steady rate for your weapons and alternate weapons. And uh, yeah, so that's Deep Rock Galactic. Um, all right, I think... Last time we talked about a mining game, uh, Pablo's <laughs> cut that segment. So uh, I'm going to be <laughs> eager to cut this segment. It's <laughs> um, <laughs> true. I cut a sort of weirdly out-of-place Minecraft segment. You just felt compelled for someone to talk about something. Or a cold <laughs> open. And then you were like, oh, wait, this cast is three hours long. I better not... Yeah, that was for the that was for the uh, game of the year cast that we did, and I couldn't upload the thing because it was literally too large a, si a file for excuses, uh, excuses. The host, and even after I cut the Minecraft section, it was still too too big the si the file, and so I had to like lower the quality a bit. And so in hindsight, we could have kept the Minecraft segment, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, it's no use crying over spilled milk, eh? <laughs> Uh, yeah, just so, make a just make another mining game. Just like we're gonna talk about another Strider game. Yeah, I need to play SteamWorld Dig Two still. That's uh, it's a big big mining game hole that I that I have still. Uh, I still play that. It, the, I still play that one game. That's uh, it's a flash game. You know what I'm talking about with like the big old drill and you just drill down. I don't know what that game's called. Mr. Driller. No, no. Um, okay. It was like on new grounds. That that was my big exposure to drilling games. All right. I consider Mister Driller slightly different. Like, sure. You know what I mean? It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on to our game of the week. This one is a very. I don't know who. <laughs> I mean, I know who. Brogan. At some point, Brogan just added this to our document, our internal document. Um, this is Run Saber for uh, for the Super uh, Nintendo. Um, it's a 1993 uh, sort of action action side scroller, uh, not unlike uh, some of the games we talked about before, but mostly like uh, Strider. Uh, some is, others, but yeah, yeah, 
but but also Strider, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, which came out in '89, of course. Uh, so this is uh, four years later. Uh, it's developed by Horisoft, which um, I looked into them. I, I I don't think they did any other notable game. They did I think like four or five more games, and one was like some another puzzle game on SNES. One was a PS1 fishing game, but they were all uh, pretty pretty sure they were all Japan only, and also. Uh, at least I wasn't aware of them. And uh, published by Atlas, uh, and this particular one, Runsaver, it was never released in Japan, which is, like, strange. This is the first game. This one not released in Japan. The other titles by them uh, only released in Japan. So really kind of of curious curious case, um, this developer. And also barely any recognizable pedigree on this. Like... Yeah, it's really uh, like some, you know, I, I looked it up like some, for, like some people, like maybe one programmer had like some work done on, on some t- on some other games that you knew. And one, I know, artist did like so, the Mario and Luigi artwork for Ma- the Mario and Luigi series. Like it, it's very like very thin here the, the like it's very also very like. Are you trying to say the game is bad? <laughs> no, no. It, <laughs> very dispersed um sort of career like the careers like not many careers spawn from this let's say a lot of people here don't didn't really do much more um <laughs> and like i i noted here cover art by judy bell maybe the most well known because judy bell is, is did kind of a lot of uh, snes covers and ty- covers of the time game game uh, artworks like artworks it's a good, for the game covers there's some good promo art Promo art may be one of the best parts of this game. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> anyway, uh, I guess to quickly describe it, um, you play as one or two of two sabers, uh, which are like these Strider-esque sort of ninjas, and you save like a third saber that has sort of gone over to the, to the dark side um, for unknown reasons, and, uh, uh, you know, you have, of course, the big baddie, Yada yada. There's some some story, but it's very cliche. You know, just gotta save the world, basically. And uh, you, um, you know, uh, you have a- the two guys are Alan and Sheena. And Alan, he sl- slashes horizontally, whereas Sheena slashes vertically, which is a interesting difference. And you can play co- uh, you can play together, uh, which is nice. Um, you and you just run. You know, you run by double tapping. A direction you can climb on walls and ceilings just like strider uh you can do a slide kick you know um there's there's also some differences from strider which we should mention which is like um you can do like a rolling jump which is basically like a sonic spin jump where you can just hurt people by ju- just jumping into them and also you can do like a kick if you come from a jump you can like press while falling you can press a direction and they will you will do like a kick in that direction I've heard and, people compare the spin to like um, the Metroid or the Samus screw attack, and I can see it in terms of graphics, but yeah. um, the screw attack requires a lot more coordination. It's right. it's very yeah. easy on, on, on in one saber. Yeah, in run saber you have to press up and jump. Uh, well, like you have to hold up while you're jumping. Um, right. Uh, there's also you have like a special also like you know a la shinobi or streets of rage or like you know just a a screen clearing uh special as well um there's uh, several uh bosses here to fight it's only five stages but they have decent length like uh each one has like several like mid bosses and a final boss uh and ultimately the game sort of leads into this sort of alien uh cove which like is very contra um uh and yeah i mean that's kind of it there's power-ups <laughs> that you can pick up you know so they can extend your life power and crazy your the range of your weapon or give a one-up like fairly standard stuff which doesn't have to be bad at all um but uh, yeah so this is you know even again this is like i think the 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 design here is absolutely clear uh and clearly in front of everyone even just from a description, but um, you know, does it hold up in the in the fine print? Does it hold up when you 
when you play this. So that's what we're here to. That's what we are here to tell so, you. So it's so it's time for broad discussion now. Okay. All right. Yes. Um, yeah, it's very short. It's very. Well, I think all of these Strider esque games are very short. They're very arcade focused, right? Um, right. I liked. I like the sort of boss thing, but boss variety became a problem later on. There's secretly a lot of giant body parts you're fighting. <laughs> yeah. um, that's that's sort of like a... I mean, I think that's a clear game design staple, but like it gets a little tired near the end, let's just say. For and sure. um, there, I mean, I liked... I found the most satisfaction out of the bosses instead of uh, just running through the levels and clearing the... Um, the enemies, although I will say the level design in particular, to me, got better once we got to levels four and five. I think, like, levels one, two, and three were, like, very, like, whatever for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. um, I I also played as the male uh, saber and not yeah. the female saber. I saw every like when I would look it up on YouTube and see reviews and other people's opinions. I saw everyone playing as the girl saber, saw the vertical slash, and I was like, "You know what? Nah, I ain't about that." So then I played as the male, and I think I had a worse time. I think it was a way worse time. <laughs> That's what you get. Um, I played as the what's her face. <laughs> I don't know that. It's Sheena. Yeah. And uh, I can I can console you. I uh, I didn't have a great time either. <laughs> <laughs> Why so, did I choose this game? I think it was important. It was important <laughs> to to choose. Important. Yeah, yeah. We needed to choose. We need to make sure every game is on the table, you know. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think it's necessarily a garbage game. There is something to be said for a game that can be finished very shortly, and it's whatever. Um, I would not have wanted to spend money on it at the time, but. Yeah. yeah, I mean, eventually we're gonna podcast every game out there, so you know it doesn't really matter what order we do them in. Uh, so uh, <laughs> um, the yeah, no, I mean, I I I I I sort of I find this a very like curious game, but then unfortunately the game itself really doesn't uh, like the curiosity is is swiftly gone once you play it because I I was I was looking forward to maybe a sort of um you know underrated uh, like no no yeah this wasn't a secret hit we've fun, been sleeping on right derivative but fun b game is what i was hoping for but instead i got like a c game at best like <laughs> underwhelming c game well it did make me go into looking at the other inspirations for this like i i looked at valis and psycho dream and look mm. those are also not amazing but they were interesting if i if i could go back in time i probably would have advocated for psycho dream but mm -hmm. even then we probably would have had a similar experience just more interesting things to talk about yeah i mean there's there's other games of course that uh there that don't uh you know that are not that are not, are not madison psycho dream uh that uh have, have influenced this and uh this reminded me of but um like for example, one is uh, Fublade Skyblazer. Skyblazer. Um, yeah. I'm gonna look it up, but go ahead. Yeah, look it up. Talk about uh, it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I won't talk much about it. It's just a better, just a better uh, one of these. Yeah. So uh, yeah I haven't played it, but this looks familiar. It's more. It's more. Uh, it's more just more dynamic. It's more sort of feels much better. So this is where the issues are for uh, for. Um, it's more interesting mechanically. This is this is like okay. So you have Strider, right? This controls more clumsily. It looks worse. The colors are like washed out. Like in theory, like I think some of the settings and the backgrounds are. Skyblazer cool. looks great, Pavlos. This this looks fun. It looks <laughs> yeah. colorful. Is a big thing. Yeah. There there's no color in Blade uh, Run. It's Saber. so washed out for for some reason. Like I think some of the settings are fine. For example, War Three, I think it's like the jungle or whatever. Yes. It, like it looks kind of cool, but then. It's not. Re it doesn't pop. It's no. There's I, no. I liked the variety, but yeah, aesthetic. Like the actual yeah. aesthetics are bad, but there is a lot of variety because you go all around the world. So like you right. see, like a you see, a, you see a bunch of different things, but none of them look visually engaging. You get like the mode seven map, uh, which the mode seven here is. There's one level one, and then uh, maybe later on one one more time, but uh, it's very underused as well here. Um, 
kind of kind of uh, shoehorned in. But um, anyway, uh, the it yeah, it just looks washed out. It's kind of there's no energy, like there's no moxie to this game. It it sounds fine, the compositions are okay, but it you know like it's so ultimately it's worse than so many of its peers. Um, I found the level design and enemy placement like weak in, in many spots i like, agree uh, it, it doesn't feel sort of satisfying going through the levels like the pacing is kind of weird and sort of the the how the platforms are shaped you know how in strider, strider you like climb a lot as well like but it always feels like i know it, it always feels like sort of a a cohesive whole and because i also i just played strider again to uh to and it's refresh like immediately yeah. it's like immediately yes let's go like it's <laughs> a totally different energy to it um I think energy is a good way to put it because there feels like there's a stilted momentum. It feels like you're sort of struggling to soar. You know what I mean? Exactly. In this game. Stiff, and, uh, I wrote stiff, but stilted is also good, yeah. Um, I, I, the I think... The are so much better in Strider also. Like when you slide yeah, up, yeah. It's so much better and that lends so... Like that adds so much shit. I mean, like this game is like uh, with that arcade feeling and that sort of like Strider, it's satisfying to hit every enemy. And when you're just like slashing through everything, you you feel cool. And even though the game is hard and even though the game is short and disposable, like there is sort of that energy definitely propels you forward in a way that in here, it just feels like, you know how like this game is probably meant to be played over and over again to where you know the placements and you know where to be and what to do at all times. Um, even then, it doesn't feel satisfying versus Strider, where it, where it still feels like a kinetic... Um, like, a good example is, like, on the airplane. Like, in the first level yeah. on the airplane, when you're yeah. attacking the thing, you know where they spawn. So you just go to the center, you go for that, and then you go for the tail, you go for that, and then you go up to the nose, and then and then the big head comes out, and then you attack, attack the head when the plane spins. It's n There's no real, like, anything going on. It's just once you've played it, you've played it. And mm -hmm. it occupies a space in your brain that will never go away. And and sort of the the placement there is also like the the tail end the one that spawns at the tail end of it it was yeah. kind of awkward for me to hit because um, my like my character just kept climbing up but I kind of sort of but it spawns low so it was kind of awkward for it to hit and there's like tons of like smaller moments there where it's like ah I, I had trouble clinging to the airplane like when it spins. And like uh, I, I wouldn't even like do anything, or like I would, I would do what I think I'm supposed to do, and then it doesn't cling right, and then I'm like, well, shit. So I just try to kill the thing as fast as possible. Yeah, ultimately, what it, what happened was like for some stuff, I was like just taking hits and sort of brute forcing through it more or less. Um, although there is a continue system, and when the when the continues are when you're out of continues, that's it. You have to restart. Um, but the entire game, I mean. Uh, but you can set like you know to start with like five lives at least uh, instead of the standard. Uh, but um, yeah, it's 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 just kind of you know it's kind of not just a little bit worse. But it's like oh, this is still worthwhile, you know, sort of uh, when you've played Strider, which is like super short, of course. So you know, there's also this. It it's 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 significantly uh, inferior in all the like across the board, and I think. Stuff like the spin jump, the kick, and the slide, you know, which it kind of adds to it, especially like the spin jump and the kick, uh, when you fall into a kick. Like, I think those are like they read as like compensating for um, the shortcomings of the, the game. It's like, I, I, I agree. And a very sh they're like very shallow additions to it, where it's like, okay, I mean, you know, it doesn't help me that I can do these when, like, for example, I then started abusing the spin jump because fighting stuff with just your sword and jumping around. Mob enemies are particularly susceptible to that screw attack jump in a way that's, like, not satisfying. Anymore. It's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, right. This was like, I'm making this sort of more bearable for me to get through with this, but that's not, the, that shouldn't be the point of this. Um, <laughs> I should be having fun. Right, right. So I think those are kind of shallow additions to it, and yeah. I never uh, used the uh, the kick downward. Uh, it, it looked cool, but I was like, I don't know how well I could use this. I think I used it a little bit in the jungle section but uh, with the dinosaurs, but otherwise yeah. I did not use it at all. Hmm. Yeah. Um, 
and you bounce uh, you do like a little bounce of it so i actually watched like a a speed run and um you know it, it they use it like on bosses to just um keep bouncing on them kind of like sonic in a way i get yeah. you yeah so you or like shovel knight or a scrooge where you're pogoing almost where you're like staying mm -hmm. on top of the person sure yeah. i mean to talk about late i think another one you didn't say was the screen clear i use the screen clear for guaranteed damage against the boss i that, that that's that's what i would always use it for for sure yeah and because that's not great so many that it yeah <laughs> that it benefits you to use it in the level it's really, not really really enemy enough enemies just like oh like i need to use it here <laughs> like nope uh <laughs> ill-conceived well i'm glad we agreed i didn't know if you thought i was gonna praise this game as a secret hit or not <laughs> but i wasn't <laughs> no it's fine i think it's good to have like some you know it's a bit of a palette cleanser something shorter also this week because we've done sort of the, some big boys some big boy casts uh and uh recently and so no it was nice to have something shorter and also you know uh it's interesting to, to see um it it uh I think it's good exercise for the for the eye uh, and uh, it does put into perspective exercise. games that you may take for granted. I think I did take yeah. Strider for granted. Before. Interesting, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, no, I always thought Strider was really really cool. Uh, really like it, but uh, um, it always yeah, it is, it is like unfortunately very short. Uh, though, um, yeah, and the sequels, uh, you know, let's say they are. They succeed to different extents, <laughs> um, the the Strider sequels. Um, but that could also be interesting pick, like Strider Two or whatever. It could be like an interesting pick. Someday. I I enjoyed Strider Two on some levels, and I played the Metroidvania Strider that came out recently. Those are like that one in particular has more problems for me. Um, mm -hmm. I think Strider Two has things to praise to it a lot more than the modern one, but yeah. Mm -hmm. um, this isn't a Strider cast. We could do that one day. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, no, but I think, uh, yeah, I think that, that will do it for, for this week. Just going to be back to our, you know, initial. <laughs> Thank initial God this is an hour-long podcast. I, I'm sure I'm sure we're going to be pl doing plenty more of the of the longer ones uh, with uh, other games. This is kind of owed to, uh, you know, just a uh, few games uh, to talk about for us and... Uh, I've been busy with uh, some real life uh, things, and those are taken care of now. So, um, you know, well, I will just go back to more mining and splatting. So, uh, it's not going to be. <laughs> then I'll be like, uh, can you invite me, Pavlos? And he'll be like, trying to ignore me and then go, does anyone else want to play this game? <laughs> no. I have some, somewhat of a crew, at least, for, for it. Uh, so, I'm, I'm, I'm good there. Uh, yeah but no you should uh yeah no we, we you should just play uh yeah we can i mean it's, you know it's four people we don't always have four uh so we will definitely uh slot you in there um for sure and uh it's you're also not by by just starting out level one it's you, you you sort of you get like the upgrades help you know but it's they're not necessary you <clears throat> will still be able to contribute uh you know quite a bit so, I, I don't know if you ever played like uh, we're get, we're going into we'll talk about it again next time around no <laughs> no say, say what, what what say say the, say the game I, I was going to talk about leveling in terms of like four player co-op like i played like uh, warhammer vermintide and that yeah, was like a heavy yeah. rpg system into the sort of co-op thing where it's like i'm not gonna play this single player why would i ever grind on this and Let's then it was vermintide. like um Let's play Vermintide. Also. I would play Vermintide with you, yeah, definitely. Um, I played this. I played the first one with friends, but like, it, they kind of dropped off after doing the after just doing one run through of it. Not even not even doing the DLC, and I was like, I, I don't know. I'd be up to play this like on diff on higher difficulties, get some more loot and stuff. I like the I enjoyed the loot aspect. Um, I mean, I don't think it's a bad game. I just felt like. Yes. I just felt like at a certain point in time, I was compelled to um, catch up to uh, the other people who were playing, and sure. um, I wasn't going to do that. By yeah, yeah. So Deep Rock, I guess I should clarify: no, no loot. It's not about loot. It's about bringing back like the like rare minerals that you find that aren't part of the mission objective, but that will help you like upgrade stuff and uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, but. Um, 
Anyway, this has been another episode of the Daydream Cast. This has been the yeah. Deep Rock Galactic Podcast <laughs> right. featuring Run Saber. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what is the next out. episode? Look at the YouTube video of Run Saber and uh, you're good. Oh, man. <laughs> I, wanted, uh, I, I think it's Mega Man 5. I think so, too. I think so, too. Yes, next week is going to be Mega Man uh, Roman. Yeah, it's Roman numeral 5. Which is the Game Boy, uh, the original, the, the first original Game Boy Mega Man. By original, I mean the first one that doesn't use, like, bosses and stuff from... Uh, it's not a sort of a modified port of the NES games. So we're going to be doing that. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's been a long time since I played that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, after that, we'll, we'll also have some, some guest action again soon. Uh, in, like, an episode or two after that. So... Look forward to that. Uh, thanks, thank you, Brogan, for uh, for being here. No problem, uh, anytime. And I'll see you underground, and I'll see you other guys in two weeks. Take care and uh, stay fresh. Hey, Frosty. Bye. <laughs>